0: Well, it's the first day or two of Ramadan. Has it hit you yet that Ramadan is here? I know we talked about it and talked about it. We planned and planned, but it's so different when it actually arrives, right? Alhamdulillah, for so many of us, it is an immense opportunity for this blessing and this time to change and self-reflection, and for some of us, it's just a little bit hard, and that's okay. We're going to get through it together. Well, today, I thought it'd be really interesting since we're all kind of at home in our houses in isolation in all different parts of the world. Like I said, this podcast reaches 127 countries, so I thought it'd be really cool to find out what some of us are doing while we are fasting and how we're approaching Ramadan. Well, today, I have a bonus interview with a special lady, a career woman woman who has got her, her eyes set on having a super beneficial normal and we're going to talk about what she's thinking, what she's doing, and share some ideas together. Assalamu Thank you for joining us here at Mindful Muslim Speaks, the podcast where we are empowering women to grow and thrive. We are full on in Ramadan and it's really, really an exciting time of year. It's kind of different, you know, with everybody being inside, we're kind of all cooped up, but it's kind of posing this amazing opportunity. And I think we're going to be talking a little bit more about that today, but I am extremely excited because I have a gorgeous sister with me today. We're doing a special bonus um, interview you. and I have with me today Hakima cummings she is the owner of CMB stylings and she um, she's originally uh, from Virginia and she's now living in Chicago and her parents are converts from Belize and she's a work at home mom which I think is really important a lot of you have been asking me about that like these moms that work from home how do they do it all how do they have an amazing Ramadan on top of that right she is a stylist by trade but she is also a college biology instructor we see our women we have all these hats and all these amazing amazing uh, qualities and skills and she's going to talk to us today a bit about what she's um, doing out there as a Muslim is striving, but also how she's going to be trying to make sure she has a super beneficial Ramadan. So I'm super excited to have her here. alaikum, Hakima. Welcome to the program. Walaikum salam. Thank you so much for having me. Alhamdulillah. I'm so, so excited. Hakima, for um, all the women out there who might
1: not know what a stylist is, can you just explain it for us? Sure. So a stylist is considered Well, I consider a stylist a bridge between a designer and a client. So um, what I like to do is bring people designs, um, whether that is through the internet or through events, that was created by modest fashion designers. So I only work with... Um, clothing that is um, hijabi friendly, as we like to say, um, and bring that to a new audience. So that could be a woman getting dressed in her own wardrobe and she needs to get a refresh of like the styles that she's wearing. So I would visit clients' homes. I also bring those designs to photo shoots because every designer needs a way to present their designs to the world. So um, you need photos of those designs. So I would do that. Um, There's also fashion shows which are really exciting, so I'm styling models in those designs and presenting them to live audiences. Um, and then I just do my own kind of like style blogging um, through the internet. I mean, Instagram is a really great platform to bring people fashion. So I love to do that. Um, and it's a kind of a community that has formed around the work that I do for designers. And, um, and I really just, I, I love working with modest fashion and bringing those um, cute styles that cover you Islamically um, to the world great i want to ask you do you work only with uh, muslims or do you work with muslims
0: and non-muslims just curious
1: um i work mostly with muslims i can't tell you the last time i worked with a non-muslim um designer there's been a few companies that have kind of sent me their products to um promote for them um such as like toms the shoe company mm-hmm. or like sheer text which sells, sells like really unbreakable hosiery mm-hmm. but um for clothing it's mainly muslim women and i'm really proud of that alhamdulillah
0: yeah, I think that's amazing because I know, and my podcast, I talk a lot about sometimes women having issues with self-esteem and body image yeah. and really just, you know, some of our sisters that are pushing in the forefront of like modest attire. I really appreciate that, that women can still feel beautiful and and that they don't have mm-hmm. to compromise their faith. So does right. women for the work you're doing? Right. I just wanted you to tell the audience a little bit about yourself. I thought it'd be nice just to get to know you and kind of what you do. Yeah, do you-
1: so um, I am... Originally from Chicago, actually. So, in the intro, you said that oh, I'm said from right. I was like, wait, oh, i <laughs> okay. sorry. It's okay. No, it's all right. I mean, my heart stays in Chicago even when I'm over here in Virginia. So, I've lived in Virginia for about seven years, ever since I got married. Um, my parents are originally from Belize, and I have nine siblings. Um, I'm a very family oriented person. I have two kids myself, two little girls. And um, I really just, you know, I started doing this creative like passion project, just discovering the world of modest fashion as it was kind of burgeoning on the scene. And um, but what I what I studied in school was biology. So I always wanted to be a doctor mm-hmm. um, and I applied to medical school. I got my master's. I, you know, I really set myself up to be a doctor up until a certain point and then I decided to just to not go um so I so when I moved to to Virginia it was this kind of like a fresh start because that road that was leading me towards becoming a doctor kind of ended and I was like well I just need I need to like burst with creativity right now because this academia was like it it was like a an something like looming over for me. Yeah. Um, and so that's what—that's how the path led me to what I do now. And then it kind of led back as well, because I became a college instructor for biology, mm-hmm. um, kind of teaching students the things that led me to want to be a doctor in the first place
0: subhanAllah and it's good it's good when college students also see a like a strong Muslim up in the front teaching yeah and you know a lot a lot of times i remember when i used to teach in the classroom and i used to train other teachers when other muslim girls used to see me and they're like you are hijab you come to yeah. work and you are hijab and i'm like yeah alhamdulillah yeah. and they're so excited to see like another muslim and especially somebody right. you know who's up there you know instructing others helping others and it's really we need our our younger children to see or even our younger people, in, in college college level to see people out there doing great things so I
1: think that's really Mm -hmm. amazing yeah I get that same that same kind of um response from people when I when I stand in front of the class the first day of the semester people are like uh, they're looking side to side like wait is she the sub or <laughs> yeah right and then
0: especially like sometimes you don't know sometimes there's the undercover Muslims in the audience like you yeah. don't know they're actually Muslim so they come up to you afterwards and they're like I'm Muslim too but I yeah, yeah. and then you're like oh and I'm so excited you're like the teacher and I'm like oh yeah 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 same <laughs> sometimes that's good we just we need to, to be out there and what I love is that you have okay you set yourself up you did all this stuff you know you went to school but then we also had this passion. I think women are starting more and more to explore the fact that they, we have passions and we have things that are yes. driving us, but we don't have mm-hmm. to ignore them. We can, we can be responsible and be a, you know participating in society, but not ignore what we really love and we love to do. Exactly. So I think that's yeah. really great. You have that really great balance. Mm -hmm. Um that's great. And I know, you know, it's Ramadan time. Everybody is just now transitioning from US or I remember I was doing an Instagram live yesterday. I think it was yesterday, the day before. And um yeah. I, all of a sudden, someone popped on and they said they wanted to come in my live. And as they were doing the live with me, the adhan was going off, and they said, That's the event for Maghrib. Um, you know, uh, Ramadan is starting in my country, and I was like, Wow, that's yeah. so beautiful that these that's days beautiful. we can connect with one another. So I got to see Ramadan starting in their country before it even started in mine, and it was just like oh, wow. it was really beautiful. And then as ours came, so I feel like we're, we're we've had this like beautiful opportunity to be connected. And even yeah. on this podcast, we have so many countries, and I just just really want to say if I haven't already just happy Ramadan to all of you I know I put it up on my Instagram and everything else but I'm really wishing everyone the most beautiful and beneficial Ramadan and um, I'm so glad you're here with us because I want to hear as a female out there who's working from home or who's out there teaching you know whenever you're able to after COVID and do all these great amazing things you are doing with your styling company like what um, what are you doing to make sure that you benefit the most from Ramadan?
1: Well this Ramadan I mean it's going to be like none before and I I think that the first thing is that we need to frame anything that happens to the muslim is something we should be able to say alhamdulillah about so yeah. gratitude for the position that we're in and there's a higher wisdom that Allah has descended this on the whole world and um and also you know eclipsed Uh, Ramadan with this pandemic I mean there's a reason for all of this so I I want to look forward to Ramadan with positivity Mm -hmm. and because of the social isolation that we we have we can think of it as negative if we want to but of course we can of course think of it as an opportunity to look um, into our souls and maybe think about spirituality a lot more than we think about going to iftars or having people over or like you know, just doing all of the other things that we do in Ramadan that even going to Tarawih for some people is, you know, it's going to Tarawih, but it's also seeing your friends and seeing your family and like getting your snacks and drinking your coffee and, you know, doing all of those things. And we can't really do those things now. And so maybe, you know, your Tarawih at home is going to be a lot more of a spiritual development for you over the span of Ramadan than your in in, in, um, in the masjid or your iftar is with just you and your two little like me and my two little my four-year-old and my three-year-old I mean um, and my husband of course um, you know like that kind of iftar it's it's gonna be we have to think about it as special and um, you know just kind of thinking about the things that that will make us connect more with Allah um, for me I've been thinking about like I pray my five daily prayers alhamdulillah but what about my nawafel prayers? You know, if there's anything deficient in my um, my fard, I have to make that up with my nawafel. You know, that's the way that it goes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah. I, if I'm not praying any nawafil then um, if there's anything deficient in my fard, then it it will be deficient in front of Allah. So I want to pray more um, more um, sunnah prayers before before maghrib or sorry after maghrib and before fajr. Um, maybe Salat al duha which comes after Fajr and before Duhur, Um, you know, even just reviewing the Quran that I memorized already instead of, because I always have the goal as most Muslims have the goal to like finish the whole Quran, all of Ramadan. And admittedly, I never do. I, I always start thinking that I will and then I never do because I want to read it in, in Arabic, and Arabic is not my first language. I can read it, but it's slow, you know. And and there's so many people who relate to that, to that um, that struggle. And so I don't want to commit myself to goals that are too big and then make me feel guilty at the end. But yeah. I think I can do the nawafil prayers. I can review the the, the that I have memorized, and do any more than that I can, you know, any more reading than I that I can. I can, you know, even review with my husband who's there with me. I mean, I'm socially isolating with him. He has goals, too. Maybe we can help each other. Um, Just being more thoughtful with my ibadah, Um, trying not to make my salah robotic, you know, just being more introspective and deliberate. Um, and I'm also taking your course, um, which will definitely help me with those. Those I was
0: really excited when you joined, you know, with us to take the course, because I think as women, you know, we all, like I said, we have these big lofty goals and I'm so glad you touched on that. Like, Oh, I'm going to do this. Mm -hmm. And I think what happened is after about 20 years of having that conversation with women, I was like, okay, what do we have to do to, to actually get those goals done? In the time of the Prophet, peace be upon him, and the Sahaba, like people were highly productive. Like what is stopping us? So like mm-hmm. as I refined it with women and I refined it in myself, I, I realized I wanted to share that with women. Like what is the thing that stops us and what is the way to correct it so when I put it out there that was my intention like for women Mm -hmm. like that and I once was like that as well like what can we do so when you came on yeah I was really excited that you are joining us for the course
1: I'm really looking forward to seeing how this Ramadan will be different for all of these reasons I've never taken a course like this before and then I've also never none of us have had a Ramadan like this before so with all of those things coming together who knows like we might all come out of Ramadan spiritually elevated.
0: Yeah. And you know, it's funny when I was doing one of the lives earlier today with this the students on, they were saying like, you know, I'm so alone, but I feel like for once Allah is making me, forcing me to look at myself. Like you said, like you're in the house, like there's these four walls, like, oh gosh, I can't pretend, like you said, be distracted that I have something else to do it. And then I said, you know what, like, it might be really hard, but it's something that when we come out of it, like you said, like it could just be so beneficial. So I think mm-hmm. like for all of us, if we haven't already taken the plunge, like look into yourself and say, what can I really do and set some real goals. And um, yeah, I mean, I know that the course is still open, I think uh, just a couple more days, but we're there, whatever. And I'm really, really glad to to do this with you. And I wanted to ask you, mm-hmm. um, is there any um, particular um, thing that you do in your house with your children to kind of make it special for them too?
1: Yeah. So, um, they're, they're four and three. So this is their, one of their, I mean, last Ramadan, they kind of had a little bit, maybe the three-year-old, she had a little bit of consciousness of things. She loves gifts, of course. So very <laughs> <laughs> But for Ramadan, it's kind of like, every time I ask them about Ramadan, they're like, Oh, presents. I'm like, yeah, but that's eat. That's what about the Ramadan part? So oh, I'm reading okay. to them a little bit more about Ramadan. Um, I got some resources offline. Um, and I'm just kind of telling them every day we have one of those calendars. And in the calendar, i am kind of switched it up where I'm not giving them kind of like a gift every day, like a little candy or something like that. It's more so like they do a good deed. Like today, they were supposed to call their um they're my parents to say Ramadan Mubarak and they can understand that and then they also are going to read um or I'm going to read to them or tell them a story from my own head from the Prophet Muhammad so that by the end of Ramadan they might not understand fasting because they think they're fasting when they're eating like I asked them I asked them if they're fasting they're like yeah and they like take a bite of their sandwich so they don't understand that concept at all but um but they can understand kind of I want to bring the the Prophet's into existence in their little brains and just kind of tell them little stories about you know when the angels came down and washed his heart they might think that that's amazing um you know when there was a cloud kind of covering his head when there was when the sun was too hot for everyone else, just those little miracles, um the fact that he was a sadiq and an Amin, they can understand like being trustworthy and um, being you know honest and things like that. so I'm just kind of working working on basically one concept that has to do with the Prophet Muhammad. All of Ramadan and um, and just fo- just letting them play, just letting them be themselves. They play Elsa and Frozen and all that stuff. I've just let them do all that stuff. Um, and my yeah, my kids are, Alhamdulillah, they ha- they're only 15 months apart. So they're best friends with each other and they just run up and down the stairs and just have fun.
0: Yeah, that's, that's beautiful when they can be close in age and they can grow up together and have those memories. Yeah. So, alhamdulillah. Yeah. And, you know, like as a mom, that's the thing is like, we have to make them fall in love with the Prophet, peace be upon him, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because I, when they have that love, it becomes so easy to do these things yeah. that we do. And I was yeah. talking to women about that today. Earlier, I said, you know, there's going to be a point where fasting doesn't feel like a chore for you. It feels like something you would love to go to as a release from these things that you have to deal with. And, and fasting becomes something that you look forward to. And, and if it's not there yet for women, it'll get there, but you have to build that love and relationship in order for exactly. to, to feel that level of it. yeah.
1: yeah, so, and um, yeah I just want to add that my like one of the things I admire about the way that my parents raised me is that they didn't think that our age was too young to teach us things about the religion, even if it, even if it goes over their head. like I will t- still tell them, my kids about fasting, even if they think they're fasting while they're eating. Because no matter how young you are, like after a while, just like the ABCs, I mean, you start telling kids ABCs from when they're like infants, right? And then they start to really understand that, oh, that has to do with reading. And then by the time they're like five years old, then they start to understand sounding things out and what reading even actually is. So when my parents were teaching us, me and my nine siblings, growing up we were all taught very young some things that even my older siblings were 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 learning too we would all group together and learn those things because after a while you know that does integrate into your soul into something like taqwa like Allah is hearing me Allah is seeing me um the prophet Muhammad would never like this you know um so I just want to emulate some of the things that they taught us and um and it really impacted me
0: SubhanAllah. No, I totally agree. And as an educator, like a licensed educator, I do the same thing. So even Mm -hmm. if I'm in front of a classroom at a certain level, I always give like another level up and up and up because the the thing is also like, each child is an individual learner and sometimes some of them have more capacity than others it's not just like an age thing and the repetition yeah. like you're saying is super important and it does get embedded and you know like I think many of us can have our moms in the back of our head like my mom always said don't forget to do this <laughs> da, 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 da. I mean when we were small when they first started saying it but eventually it just became part of who we are so I think that's really really beautiful that. that you're doing yeah. that from such a young age that's amazing um, I wanted to ask you just like as we're talking to the women out there and maybe they're having an easy time or they're not with fasting. Um, What's some advice you would give to the Muslims out there who are fasting this Ramadan?
1: Um, You know, like yesterday when Ramadan was just starting, um, you know, it was going to, Maghrib was, like hot on my on my plate like it's just coming very fast and it's like two o'clock then it's like five o'clock and I'm like oh my gosh I didn't do my grocery shopping I didn't do the crafts I didn't you know clean up the house and put the decorations you know I'm and I'm starting to feel that overwhelming feeling of having too much on my plate Mm -hmm. and I needed to step back and just think it's okay there's always tomorrow you know I don't have to do everything just before Ramadan starts so that Ramadan kind of starts with everything already in place, um, and so I think as women we we juggle so many things. I mean, you talk about being multifaceted and multi-talented, and we want to explore all of these things about us, and we want to fulfill all of the needs of our family and ourselves, and all of that. I think that one advice I would say is that don't be too hard on yourself, don't overwhelm yourself, mm. because the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi said that a small, consistent, good deed that is sincere is loved by Allah. Like it doesn't have to be a big show of like the fanciest decorations in the house and the mm-hmm. kids are the most excited and we've cooked the best food and I've prayed all my prayers perfectly. And, you know, like it doesn't have to be all of that at once. We can do small things that are consistent. And even if it's within ourselves and it has nothing to do with the external environment, then, then Allah will love us for that inshallah. So I would say just be, be very, um, be very forgiving on your own self. Don't become overwhelmed by your circumstance. Try your best to give yourself the credit and, um, you know, and give your gratitude to Allah for any anything you're able to accomplish. Accomplish this Ramadan. It's only you and your deeds will stand in front of Allah. Nothing, nothing else will will matter. So, um, just be be nice to yourself this Ramadan and enjoy it.
0: Yeah, beautifully, beautifully said. And I and I wanted to just add in, in closing to that that the shaitan, he wants us to feel like a failure. Because if he makes mm-hmm. us feel like a failure, then he's like, I've got her. And now she's just gonna give up and basically be like, What's the point of fasting? What's the point of this? What's the point of that? I've ruined it from the start. So I think in also in in forgiving ourselves, we're also staving off shaitan because he naturally wants us to have this feeling of gosh, it's not worth it. I'm not good enough. Mm-hmm. Why am I doing it anyway? And then right. after that falls, all the poor worship. We're not doing the Quran the way we initially intended, the prayer, the fasting. And I've seen mm-hmm. that. And usually about mid-Ramadan, everybody kind of goes into this like lull. So, I mean, everybody's a bit mm-hmm. on a high right now. And I would say is like you said, it's perfect um, advice, just like be forgiving and take it one day at a time and just try to be consistent in the small things that you can control and you can do. Right, be beautifully right. Set. To Zach Hakeem, hey, if uh, people want to contact you or reach you with all the amazing things that you do, how can they reach you?
1: So um my main main platform is Instagram, so Instagram.com slash Hakima H A K-E-E-M-A-H C M B Amazon Mary. Um and also Facebook, I have a Facebook page that's facebook.com slash Hakima CMB as well. And then I also have my website where usually I will just like put the, the events that I'm doing or um, the, the photo shoots that I've done, et cetera. But I also have a blog. So if there's anyone out there that needs any non-fashion products, like say there's, um, you know, cosmetics or uh, skincare or anything, anything related to, being a woman, I can promote those things on my blog or I write, you know, product reviews on my blog at cmbstyling.com. And then if my, um, if you'd like to email me, then it's cmbstyling at gmail.com. So Hikima CMB for socials. And then my blog is cmbstyling, styling and my email is cmbstyling.
0: Excellent, excellent, awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on, Hakima. I really appreciate it. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make your Ramadan and your fasting easy and accept all of your worship and uh, give salam Amin. to your kids. Beautiful, beautiful. Thank you
1: so much. I really appreciate being here.
0: All right, thank you, my love. Okay, guys, so. Um, I'm so happy I got to meet with Hakeema today and to share that interview with you. She's truly inspirational, and she's just another one of those women out there striving, working from home, trying to do it all, but still remembering her identity and just um, keeping focus in Ramadan. I really, really appreciate that. Um, don't forget, guys, I'm going to put the links below if you want to catch. Um, we have a Ramadan Facebook group. There's no need to be alone in Ramadan. We have all the women on there. They've already started giving each other Ramadan Mubarak's and discussing what they're going to eat for breakfast and sharing inspirational text text, and video. And so I know if you're home alone, and some of you just haven't found the space yet, it's more than welcome. We have our free Ramadan uh, group up there. So I will put the link below. So Jazak Allahu Khairan guys for joining us. alaikum, Rahmatullahi Wabarakatuh.